Thanks, Microsoft, you bums. <laughs> it's Monday, November 4th, 2019. It's time for the show that convinces the weekly video game happenings and other geek stuff into 60 minutes or less. This is the Noob Shelter Podcast, episode 18. Recording almost live from deep underneath the city of Tacoma, Washington, under uh, in the Noob Shelter bunker. Good evening to you all. I'm Matt Fugitive. <laughs> Not being tongue twisted this time, but instead having mouse issues clicking. Haha. With the lack of a beard, it is Freebird. Woo! And unfortunately, our good old buddy Mike is uh, on special assignment. Will not be here tonight. He's doing family stuff, so he's not going to be joining the the shelter crew. So it's just going to be me and John running solo. What? Solo. Oh. Gotta get How that is so it glow. Solo with two people. I don't know. That's not solo. Han Solo. Oh, maybe. Han Solo, Han Solo, Handsome Solo. Oh, 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 solo. Uh, we had some, <laughs> we figured out for the longest time, uh, I, I listen to the podcast whenever, you know, I'm driving because I want to make sure we sound good. And we sound okay for the most part. One of the biggest issues that I've had with uh, us doing a podcast, and I just realized that this is, uh, no, that's fine. The playback volume's fine. Okay. Uh, one of the biggest issues that I've realized that we've had with the podcast is sometimes I'll notice that our vocals will go in and out. We'll like up in volume, and then we'll lower in volume, and then we'll up in volume, and then we'll lower it, it volume. Really, was just you that had the issue with the volume going up and down, and really, it seemed like you were shouting all the time. Well, it's not just me; it's also Mike too. Mike comes across pretty pretty loud so if, if you listen to the podcast you'll hear that like sometimes i'll go really low and i'll be back here and you can barely hear me and then i'll agree like, really loud and then mike will be like Arr! and then and, and, you know all that stuff so i we found out well i found out that it was actually a setting in windows 10 that modulates the microphone volume and you know thank you microsoft for that bastards! because <laughs> That just drove me nuts for like, I wanted to just kick back, relax, you know, let John help his uh, his lady with, with a game, you know, giving her some tips and tricks. Maybe I could help too, but no, I was stuck busy fixing your broken shit. So <laughs> thanks, Microsoft, you bums. Just for that, I'm giving you a special one tonight. You are a douchebag. Douchebag! <laughs> Anyways, uh, so John, how's it going tonight, man? Oh, not too bad. Yeah. I saw Cold your, face. I saw your little uh, festive uh, oh, the, hanging. The, ch- I... the chilies? Yeah, hang, uh, explain that. What, what what do we got hanging up there? Oh, it's just whatever was left on my vines at the end of the season when the frost hit. So they a lot of them didn't ripen up all the way, but they might finish ripening on the rope. Or they'll turn into seed sacrifices. Uh, stupid, stupid, uh, stupid frost. You know what I'm saying? Partially that and partially I got a late start. I know what to expect more going into this next year. I also had probably too many in a pot. Ah, uh, well, you know, you live and you learn, I guess. So I know how much to prune them back and I know that I can crop the thing back to almost nothing and it'll come right back with a ton more leaves. So, so I gotta, I gotta ask you, how's the outer world treating you? It's not too bad. It it gets a little samey. It has that 
same sort of lull so far where I'm at. Yeah. Kind of like uh, New Vegas had that drop-off point. Yeah. Well, I've but never, I, I never played New Vegas. I played really? I played halfway into Fallout 3. Um, one of the things that really intrigued me about Fallout 3, and the only reason why I got it was the whole lock-picking mechanism and, mm-hmm. and the whole hacking. I thought that was cool. So I never really got in. I got like about a third of the way into Fallout 3. Uh, I got about a quarter of the way into Fallout 4. I never picked up on New Vegas because I just didn't have the money for it at the time. That's on Games Pass. Oh, now I know it is. Yeah, and trust me. I, I Once I get some free time, I'm planning on revisiting all these games and catching up, as it were. Uh, oh, that one's definitely age. worth it. it the, it's one of the Xbox 360 games I would go back and replay, along with Skyrim. Uh, New Vegas? Yep. Nice. So I'll have to check into that. Yeah. So let me get my gain up here a little bit because I think my gain's a little low. Uh, it, it's a work in progress, and I'm trying not to burp in the microphone either because I've got I've been drinking this energy drink and it's making me like burp all over the place. So I apologize if I burp during the show. So yep. uh, as for myself, I got a couple interviews lined up this week, uh, hoping one of them comes through. Because yeah. I could really, really, really use that extra money. God for if I get that money, if I get one any one of those jobs and they pay me at least uh, at the bare minimum of the salary requirements that I'm putting in, I will be able to move out of here and get my own place. <laughs> nice. That's uh, I mean, that's I like, always good. I like living in a bunker. I don't mind living in the basement. It's nice. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's just right. You know. Little Bear, Little Bear, or Goldilocks and the Three Bears. <laughs> but I'm just, I miss having my own personal space. Coming home and not being, and I, I love my roommates and my family, don't get me wrong. But just coming home and being bombarded by everyone. It didn't happen tonight. I was bombarded by my two little girls, which is great. I don't mind that. They can bombard me all they want. They can maul me and and, and pounce me and throw me to the ground and beat me up. I don't care because they're my girls and they're allowed to do that. My kids kids are, are for the most part, or or for the the whole part, excluded from that no bombardment, no bothering thing. It's when I come home and everybody else is like, hey, this is oh, this person doing that, that person doing that. It's like, I'm just, I'm like, I'm, I'm just done. You know, just like, leave me alone. Give me at least oh, 10 shit. minutes or so to decompress. Yeah, right. Just, just give me some time to chill. So, and it doesn't even start when I get home. It starts when I get in the car and everybody knows I'm driving down the highway. I'm going down 405 onto I-5 from work. Oh, that's that's the worst time for them to be bugging you yeah, about I'm de- stuff. Yeah, I'm decompressing in the car. I'm listening to a podcast. I'm listening to a really good podcast. One of the I was going to say, how is uh, 405 decompression, but well, to each their own? Well, I zone out. I, 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 well, I don't ignore. I do focus on the driving, of course, but I listen to podcasts. I listen to books. One of the podcasts I will recommend, not everybody's going to like it. Uh, no agenda. It's very good for your amygdala health. And <sighs> we, do, we do bum one or two of their sound effects from time to time. Um so noagendashow.com if you guys are interested hosted by Adam Curry and the lovely John C Dvorak those guys keep me laughing and keep me sane through all the political bourgeois bourgeois that's out there in the world today and all the craziness with the fake news blah 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 and so on and so forth so but yeah those guys are those guys are great they they keep me they're the ones that keep me from driving off a cliff <laughs> and then if you want a good audiobook, uh the Wizard 2.0 series, Off to Be the Wizard, and the subsequent books that follow, those are really freaking good. It's like the Matrix, except with people trying to be wizards. Huh. It's great. Really good. Highly recommend. They even have hard copies of the books, too, if, you, if you're not into the audiobook. You can go online and uh, buy a soft cover or a hard cover of the book. Nice. Uh, really, really good series. I really hope they make a movie series of it and don't screw it up. So, but you know, we can all breathe. So, we got a <laughs> lot to talk about tonight. Uh, first of all, I want to follow up. We actually have some follow ups. Woo! Yay! So, some follow up stories. You you got the doc right, John? Yep. All right, cool. 
so we talked uh, last episode about EA games possibly going to Steam. There was some Twitter picture that, that was shot out with a steamy cup of something. Uh, and we were just like, oh, we don't know if this is good or not. I mean, it did come from a um, reputable, uh, a very good source. But it turns out to be confirmed. EA yeah. Games is going to be bringing their crap back to Steam. Uh, this is coming from GameSpot, and this was done on the 29th. Oh, my God. I forgot to ask you, John, before we get into this. How was your Halloween? Oh, it was awesome. What did you guys dress up as? Uh, the kid was dressed up as a witch, and I just donned the Jason outfit again, and we went and terrorized I, I, I some that. other neighborhoods. That was cool. That looked good. Yeah, I, I didn't do much for thing, uh, for Halloween myself. Uh, the girls, kind of too young to do the Halloween. I mean, they did the trunk or treat, but they, that kind of overstimulated them a lot. So I can see that. We kind of just sat at home on Halloween, but we had a lot of trick-or-treaters. So yeah, we don't we were, get any here. Word, word got out. One of our one of my roommates is a humongous couponer. Uh-huh. And bought a metric ton of Hershey's cookies and cream chocolate bars full size. Oh nice. So word got out fast that we were the house on the east side of Tacoma giving out the full size candy bars. <laughs> we were the cool guys this year, man. We were the cool house. That's Didn't awesome. have much decor. We had a pumpkin with a strobe light in its mouth. But that was about it. <laughs> but we had the full-size candy bars. Anyways, okay, so uh, jumping back in, I had to ask about uh, Halloween because, you yeah. know, I, I, I can't. I just, we completely forgot it. We could have done a whole Halloween thing last episode, and we didn't. Right. Uh, that was my fault. But anyway, so EA is coming back to Steam uh, since it launched its origin service that we know that we can remember, that's been the only place you can find EA games. From time to time, you can find the occasional game on Steam. Uh, and of course, if you had any Steam games from EA, they're still in your library if you claimed them, of course. But EA has just announced that it's bringing a variety of its titles to Steam, uh, including Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, that's a big one. Uh, it, they made the uh, Respawn's upcoming Star Wars game is now available for pre-order on Steam, making it the first new EA game to hit Steam in six years. Wow. The publisher said it will be followed by The Sims 4, Unravel 2, and other major titles in the next few months. Apex Legends, FIFA 20, fuck FIFA, and <laughs> Battlefield 5 will arrive next year. And those will support cross-play between Steam and Origin. So from what it sounds like, you do not need Origin's credentials, oh, no. as it were, to play on Steam. So you can oh, no. keep... Oh, what? Oh, no, what? I guarantee that they make you have an Origin account. Oh. And Steam's still just a launcher and marketplace. I guarantee they do that because they've done that before, too. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. It kind of sounds like they're not, but we'll see. I mean, you had to do it on with some Xbox games, That's too. True, you had yeah. to create an account still. Well, speaking of Xbox, you know how Xbox has EA access, right? Uh-huh. You pay five bucks, you get... Or, or $30 a year, and you get access to all of EA's catalog that's available on Xbox. Uh-huh. Well, they're bringing it to Steam, too. Huh. So if you got $30 a year you and you don't like Origin, you can download Steam, pay 30 bucks a year, and have access to all of EA's library. I believe that's going to be available for Steam uh, as well. All this is scheduled to happen on around November 15th, so a couple, about a week from now. And yeah, so welcome back, EA. Now, this does not confirm that this is going Origins going to go away of the Dodo. I'm assuming EA, just to save face and to keep its investors happy, is going to um, keep Origin running as long as they can. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So moving on, we also talked about WWE 2K20 last episode. Uh, the critical reception of uh, the game is so poor it led open critic to discover a bug on its site. Huh. <laughs> uh, so we talked about uh, 2K20 WWE. Uh, it's really, really bad. A lot of bad reviews. That's um, an open critic, the independent game review aggregate site typically displays percentage ba uh, a percentage based on the number of critics who recommend a given game. 
uh, similar to Metacritic. This information can be found on the game's main page alongside the aggregate score and overall rating. However, in the case of WWE 2K20, not a single listed review recommended the game. This has apparently not happened before with any other game, which caused Open Critic to notice a bug on the site that would display a question mark in place of a zero. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. That's so great. <laughs> so it defaulted to no data instead of zero. Dev is null. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then, of course, uh, another update that we have. Uh, I think it's time to to break out the theme song for the great Twitch migration. That's right, we have another Twitch user who is going to be leaving the streaming service. Unfortunately for me, uh, we talked about this earlier in the day in the Facebook group chat for Noob Shelter. Uh, last episode, I did make a prediction that at least three major players and one semi-player were going to leave Twitch, but I specifically said they were going to leave Twitch for Mixer. So yep. unfortunately, I, I'm an honest, honest guy, this one does not count doesn't count that that that's going to teach me to be very specific uh, not to be very specific like that ever again in the future so uh popular content creator jack courage spelled capital c-o-u capital r-a-g-e because you know courage dunlop is leaving twitch he announced today unlike other recent twitch departees he's not going to mixer no 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 he's going to YouTube, to which Good he luck. struck a deal with, and will be streaming exclusively there. Good luck. In a video announcing the change, Courage, who has already been on YouTube since uh, 13 and has about 1.86 million subscribers, described wanting to leave Twitch in order to make more content and develop new skills. His YouTube <clears> channel <throat> is currently comprised of reposts from his Twitch streams. We did that on the Noob Shelter when we mm -hmm. did a video. Uh... Courage hasn't said what his new YouTube will look like, but in his announcement video, he showed off joke examples of scripted skits, sending up mechanical or medical and police television shows. So it seems like he's looking to do more than just stream Fortnite. Uh, so, yeah, good luck to him. Uh, I saw his video. It looks pretty funny. He was walking around with some... Uh, uh, what is that uh, Mar uh, mariachi band in the back? So. Yeah, he's not going to make money if he's relying on AdSense alone, though, is the big problem. Ever true. since the adpocalypse, the only way to make money in YouTube is with Patreon or some right. sort of thing like that. So I got to I gotta drop these guys out of my queue because I mistook what I'm doing Ooh. here. Which one? So BlizzCon 2019. Uh, coming they had a lot of announcements one of the big ones that we care about all right you're getting overwatch 2 you know that was coming they talked about a new expansion for wow you know that was coming they talked about some hearthstone upgrades you knew that was coming they talked about heroes of the storm as if that's still a thing and but the big one was there's two big things that came out of there the big one of course was diablo 4 diablo and now john i believe you followed this one a little bit more closely than i did correct yeah, I checked into it. Um, so Give us your synopsis. Is, what's that? Give us your synopsis, if you would. Oh, um, they're kind of going back to the Diablo 2 style of skills mm -hmm. instead of the way Diablo 3 kind of limited you to just a few set skills. Uh, if you're playing on the computer, it sounds like you get to use the whole hot bar and everything. Nice. Um, I didn't see a lot of that in the gameplay footage I saw. Mm -hmm. Uh Three classes so far announced. You've got the sorcerers, um, and they they have full character customization. Apparently, the cutscenes and gameplay are exactly the same. Mm -hmm. So you'll have the same customization in all the cutscenes that you have in the gameplay and with the character you make. Huh. Um, okay. But you've got the druid, the sorcerer, and uh, barbarian, I believe. Okay, that's not bad. That's not a bad starter. I, yeah, I just the, wish they would make the Necromancer a starter. <laughs> so the Barbarian has got a new play style where they carry four different sets of weapons. Right. 
and you switch between them on the fly depending upon the skills and attacks you're doing. Huh. The druid will automatically transform into the werewolf or the bear depending upon what skills you cast because you're channeling that spirit. And you can have different trigger abilities. Nice. Yeah, so there's a whole bunch of little tweaks and things they've done, but the main thing is, is in the skill tree, you can pick which skills you want to use and level those up only. Nice. Okay, I like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Much more character customization. It should be interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm liking that. I'm wondering if that's a direct result of what was that other game? That Path was, of Exile. Thank you. Yes. How you yes. have like the, my massive skill tree. Yes. Like you Path of Exile anyways. is one of the, the key things that's being cited on it. And yeah. it's because they showed that uh, that true isometric RPG action yep. adventure game works. I'd be, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Minecraft Dungeons, when, when it comes out, has a better skill tree than Diablo 3. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that, too, because Diablo 3 just unlocked the skills. It's like, oh, I better put on my new skill because it obviously is going to be better. Yeah. I think what they were trying to do is they were trying to make Diablo 3 a little bit more open for everybody. Yep. And a lot less uh, discombobulated. Uh, even though I never found Diablo or Diablo 2 discombobulating, I love no. both games. I was easy, able to get in and just start killing things and picking up gear and leveling up as I see fit. So I, I think it, com- it people may have seen it possibly coming off as more intimidating. You level up and all of a sudden you've got all these trees to pick from. Yeah, but still, that's that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of those games is you can decide your own fate. And if you know how to play your fate, then you're going to have a good time. If not, then, well, you learned your lesson, you go back, you fix yourself, you know? I mean, Necromancer unpatched Diablo 2 infinite skeletons. <laughs> that those that was always my go-to. days. Before they patched out that bug where you could just keep leveling up that skill and that's how many skeletons you got. Yep. yep. I, I missed I that. that. Yeah. That's my undead why Necro, hordes. That's why Necro was my favorite character to play, man. Yep. That's why I keep saying, bring back the Necro. Or at least make It'll it never be that broken again, though. I know, but still. <laughs> A guy can dream, right? Yeah. So, um, anyways... That that's pretty much he pretty much summed everything up that I had in the article. Yeah, it, um, it looks amazing. One of I'm the other things he did 4. not mention is that the actual feel of the game, as far as like its lightness or darkness, is going to be dark, if not darker than Diablo Two. Yeah, that's um, going to be pretty cool. I, I like getting it, back into the devil inside. It more washed out and realistic looking. <laughs> um, and then actually that. Reminds me, gameplay-wise, it's going to be a persistent world. Um, so you're going to see other players just running by and fighting skeletons, and you can join parties with them if you wanted nice. to. There will be instances for the, the the dungeons and all that. So you go in, it's only you and your party. Yep. Um, so that should all be interesting. And there's they're planned to do world events, kind of like um, Warhammer Online did. Right where you can initiate that with a certain number of players or one person can initiate it and people see this giant fight and come running in to help. Oh, yeah, I remember that from Warhammer Online. Yeah. Yeah, those were fun. <laughs> yep. Kind of like they kind of do that in Destiny 2, too. Uh, mm-hmm. You got like uh, global events that are world or like events that happen that anybody can jump in on at any time. And depending on where you are when you jump in, like depends on. Well, I think you pretty much get anything and everything in, in Destiny 2 when you jump in on a world event. Um, it just depends on what you guys unlock during the world event that de- de- determines what you get. Because yeah. different levels. Like you can be beating a boss, and if you beat them. And didn't do anything special. Eh, you get the basic loot. But if you're beating a boss and then you get it so it becomes an epic boss, which I've done quite a few times, <laughs> then all hell breaks loose and then you get really cool shit. So, uh, but yeah, thanks, John, for summing that up. That that pretty much I could just close that article up. You did better than the article did. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's your beat now. So you keep your pulse on that. Diablo. Diablo. Moving on. So we talked about Steam earlier. We're going to bring them back up again because they want you to revise your reviews now when you're further into a game. (laughs) Yeah. 
So, I mean, that's so kind technically, of a... most people, you'll buy a game on Steam, you'll get going, you'll start playing, and then you're like, okay, this game is really good, or this game is really bad, and then you'll just initially, usually within the first hour, couple hours of gameplay, as if you do, I don't, because I don't care about reviews. Yeah. Um, well, very rarely do I care about reviews, but people will just go online and post the reviews. Well, Blizzard now wants you... To change is going to be changing how user reviews work and is now asking long term players if their opinions have shifted over time. Uh, a good example would be I started playing Team Fortress 2 when the orange box came out. I <laughs> shit you not. I got a cut, I bought the orange box for PC, installed TF2 on my computer, and that's what I played at LAN parties. You know, nice. and for you millennials out there that have never experienced that, a LAN party is when you pack up your computer. And you take it to some other place and you hook it up and you game. This is why Until the mini some... ITX boards existed. Yeah, Everyone exactly. was trying to make the most portable but efficient and powerful game computer that exactly. you could take to a LAN party. Exactly. And in my group, that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> we always ended up bringing these big hulking things. Sometimes people would bring their, their super rigs only to have them break down when they boot up. So, oh. so half the land party is like five guys standing around this rig, trying to figure out what's wrong with it. We had one kid. Too. We had one kid that legit brought his rig to a land party because he couldn't figure out what was wrong with his computer. So he brought it for free tech support. Oh, that. Well, you know, it depends on who you are. I avoided that kid like the plague, mind you, because I don't give out my shit for free. Right. Um, but anyway, so so, yeah. So once you so again, an example would be Team Fortress 2. I bought it when it came out in the orange box. If I had reviewed it I, again, I don't do reviews on games because it's just whatever. It just gets lost in the shuffle. Um. You know, if I did it, then, hey, you know, my review now might be a little bit more different than it was then. I don't think it would, though, because, well, uh, I, I still sure. like te- I still play Team Fortress 2. I kind of like I kind of like where they went with it. I didn't like the whole hats debacle. But now <laughs> that they made the hats debacle less of a thing um, and the loot crates, you know, again, you don't need the special loot. It's all more cosmetics. And that's OK. I mean, there's there are some weapons that do certain things. Like there's a bazooka for the soldier that will allow him to jump higher. I get that, but baz- soldier's not my tune. I'm a scout. I am a heavy. I am a pyro at heart. Sometimes I dabble in spy and sniper, but I rarely ever touch the soldier. Um, so that doesn't affect me. You know, again, it's it's. But yeah, this is. I think this is kind of cool that Steam's going back and saying, "Hey, you veterans, can you just double check, and make sure you still like this game? If not, then we need to readjust things." Yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah, especially it, that kind of helps them see how the game's aged too. Exactly, that's another good reason too. It's so, like, how do you feel about this game now that you've played it and it's been three years or whatever? Right. Yeah. Exactly. So moving on to more launchers, well, not mostly launchers, but a company that makes its own launchers, uh, Ubisoft, they (laughs) recently announced that they're going to be prioritizing not on really new games, but on cross-play for all of its current PvP games. And I think that's pretty freaking cool. Yeah. So they announced that its games are going to be compatible with crossplay features from this moment onwards. This was done on Halloween, and including previously released games like Brawlhalla and Just Dance. Uh, Ubisoft held its uh, uh, quarter two earnings call with its investors and shared how well the fiscal year is shaping up uh, to be for the developer and publisher. Assassin's Creed Odyssey was reported to have continued momentum upon its one year anniversary. Rainbow Six Siege's esports scene is solidifying. However, the company admitted that Division 2 and Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint did not perform as well as hoped. Consequently, there has been a nine percent uh, decrease in total sales and release windows for hotly anticipated games have shifted. Uh, CEO uh, Yves Goulemot mentioned numerous growth vectors that will generate optimistic expectations of revenue, such as the arrival of the next generation of consoles, the opening up of the Asian market, and the official arrival of Ubisoft properties on mobile devices in China. Throughout the media conglomerate. 
uh, through the media conglomerate Tencent. Oh, come on, please. Uh, China is uh. asshole. Anyways. Uh, um, but yeah, so Far Cry 5, uh, they're talking about uh, getting the crossplay set up for that. Watch Dogs 2, and so on and so forth. So They're uh, just hoping it boosts their sales it is. Like, on I the mean, other I platforms. Think good. Because... I think it's good. I mean, I'm a big proponent of crossplay. Well, yeah, no, me too. But it it's also partially to hopefully try and get some more PC sales more than anything else. Because right. those games are selling well enough on the consoles. Right. But the PC Master Race is like, well, why would I play that? Because I can't play with you anyways, and I've got this other game that's way better. Right. Uh, so moving on, uh, have a clip here from our local radio station in the Seattle Tacoma area, Cairo Radio. They actually talk about Seattle getting a COD esports team, Call of yeah. Duty, COD Bros. Uh, what do you think about e? Are you an e gamer? I'm not. I think the last video game I played was Mario Kart on Nintendo 64 yes. in like nice. 2002. Who did you choose? Who was your player? Oh, I always got Toad. I feel like he's... Why is it? I gotta stop here. Why is it that every time some random Joe Schmo talks about video games, they gotta bring up the fucking N64 and fucking Mario Kart? I mean, I, I mean that's good, but Come on, guys. I mean, half these people. All right. I know for a fact one of the, the one of the female radio uh, on air talents is my age. Did you not play a Nintendo, an NES, or an SNES? I mean, I love the N sixty four just as much as this person. But come on, man, quit name dropping the N sixty four. Give me something good. The fastest. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is pathetic. No. Wow. No. It's true though. Because it's true. Because uh, what was it? King Koopa. He was always heavy, and we'd go slow. That's true. Well, Bowser, I always loved Bowser. Bowser, Bowser on his King motorcycle. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and then they just realized Bowser and King Koopa is the same person. <laughs> See, I feel like if you choose Bowser, it says something about you, though. You no, know, like those that... were the people that test into Slytherin. I chose. Le what the fuck was that? <laughs> you played Bowser and you tested the Slytherin. What the hell is that? What the hell does anything have to do with Harry Potter? Luigi makes me laugh. <laughs> They're just they're just they're just a pleasing pleasing the geek culture that listens to their radio show in the morning. Uh, I guess. Yeah. They're just the like let's just go ahead. Throw all the darts at the board and maybe <laughs> a couple of them will stick. Oh man. And I got rid of my more hot sound effect, you bastard. Commodore 64. No, 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 no. <laughs> Nintendo. Oh, Nintendo. Nintendo 64. <laughs> yeah, whatever. She wants to lie. And of course the old guy thinks they were talking about the Commodore 64. Or 64 okay. was made. That's what I'm saying. That's a baby boomer <laughs> thing to say. Because, ever, ever heard of the Coleco Adam? Never nope. mind. Oh, my. <laughs> I, used to, I mean, you really have to step your game up if you're going to do any I'm honor to your behind. generation. Um, but you know they have an eSports league now. Seattle has an eSports league, the Seattle Surge, mm -hmm. which is uh, based on Call of Duty. I think that the, the fundamental problem with eSports is there are so many playing fields on which to play until they agree on one. Like like Fortnite had a big tournament. That seemed to have legitimacy. But I don't know. Does <laughs> Call of Duty have that kind of following? Fortnite has legitimacy? Give me a break. It's just, just a Call bunch of, of Duty it's not? It's just a bunch of tweens dancing. Well, you don't oh, know. Oh, for sure. Last game no, you no, played I do was know that. Nintendo. I think with Stacy, what we can ask her is, how, how can we define it as a sport? Totally. I mean, yeah, okay. it's, no, it's no Mario Kart. Um, I think that... Again! It's, it's one of those things where... Um, there are a lot of sports that kind of fall into this category that we don't even think twice about. Like, I think with esports, because it's newer, you question whether it's a sport. But, like, I know James had mentioned, like, NASCAR would be an example of something where, yeah. you know, like, it's it's questionable, but no one questions whether it's a sport. And meanwhile, Dude, there are sports ah! like cheerleading that people say aren't sports when it's incredibly physical, and there are lots sure. of rules. So, so yeah, I'm a... I'm going to give it credit as far as it has this massive, massive audience and Holy it's crap. a huge industry and it's played on an international platform. So I feel like that's those are enough kind of boxes what? that it checks. Okay. I'd call it a competition, it not a sport. Sorry. You're bastards! Really? This same old debate again? <laughs> the 2018 Call of Duty World League champ, oh, I guess 2019 Call of Duty World Championship 
went to Los Angeles and they got two million dollars. Wow. That's almost as much as a starter NFL uh, player would make. And and that's probably one of many esports that are going on. Yeah. So you'd have one season, and then in the off season you could go and do something else. They probably play other, like Modern Warfare League, and then a different yeah. shooter league to keep themselves limber too. I mean, or, I, I get, I get, I get dunking on Fortnite because again, all people do in Fortnite is build shit and do the floss. That's pretty much it. But COD, okay. I've played COD, okay? I'm not a big COD fan. I make fun of the COD bros because their fan base is something that is to be desired. But the actual game itself, games themselves, are actually pretty good and do require a bit of dexterity, as it were, Uh to play. And I, I believe that anything that requires dexterity should be considered a sport, because yeah. I have no dexterity whatsoever. <laughs> I should be. I should be the. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? The the baseline that they they base this on. So, but hey, we got we got a COD team, so we got we got announced on on something. So the surge, the surge. So moving on to a category I like to call "Don't be stupid." Oh. Um. And speaking of Fortnite, and this is why I don't mind you raging on it. Fortnite. So a streamer that goes by the name of uh, uh, Jarvis, who was a member of the FaZe clan, is forever banned from Fortnite for cheating, as he calls, inadvertently. Ooh, this is going to be good. So the 17-year-old member of the mega-popular esports streaming team FaZe Chan has received a lifetime ban from Fortnite for cheating in games he uploaded to his YouTube channel. Oh. The gamer, who goes by Jarvis, is the younger brother of the prominent FaZe Clan director FaZe K, apologized to his fans in a tear-filled video that has spawned varying responses, and I have clips from that video. Uh, first of all, let's talk about the... Let's listen uh, here to Jarvis 1. This is where he talks about the impact um, Fallout has on... Ha, ha, or Sorry, Fallout. <laughs> the- <laughs> I'm still in, uh, still in Fallout mode. Fortnite had on his life. It's genuinely insane how big of an impact this game has had on my life. And I wouldn't be here without this game. I, I'm not even sure what I would be doing right now if Fortnite wasn't a thing. Uh, so you get that point. That's how big in the Fortnite he is. It's his life, his love, oh, his, boy. His, his being. So now he's going to go into this. I had to, I had to clip this because I thought this was kind of funny. This long-winded intro... About like, you know, it's like, you know, just kind of get to the point. Okay, with that being said, this next part of the video is going to be, uh, it's going to be really tough and I'm not really tough. Not really sure how I, how to say this, but I just have to <gasps> say this so that no one makes the same mistake I have done. Oh, oh God. Oh God. Get to the point already, sir. I'm so anticipated for this. Holy Jabezus. Uh, let me up the volume on this one because <laughs> it's kind of low. Do, 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 do. All right, here we go. This is Jarvis 3. I'm not sure how many of you know this, but I've actually been permanently banned on Fortnite for life. Recently, Woo-hoo! I posted some videos of me using aimbot in solos and playground mode, and just all I was thinking about whilst I was making those videos was just how entertaining and like interesting these videos would be for you guys to watch. It didn't even uh-huh. cross my mind to think that I could be banned for life on Fortnite. <laughs> Douchebag! Moving on from those videos. I just want to be clear, this is my first time I've ever done anything like this, and of course I have never done this in a competitive game mode. Bullshit! Yeah. Ah, I gotta get the mouse back over here. Now, at the time I posted those videos, I was completely oblivious to what could happen to me, like what the consequences were. Obviously, this was a huge mistake and it's completely wrong on my end. You know, I really don't know what to be, like genuinely, I don't even know what I was thinking. Like cheating in anything is just terrible. You should never do it. It's not acceptable. It's zero tolerance. You should, it's yeah. Just, it's just such a dumb thing to do. I should have paid more attention to the community rules and the TOS of Fortnite and like, yeah, I just want to urge you guys all to review all of those terms of services and stuff so that nothing like this could ever happen to you because oh, it's, it's, t- it's actually so shit. Yeah, I genuinely <coughs> don't know what to Bullshit. say. Bullshit! Uh, just, just knowing that I can never play Fortnite again or like 
He's going to break down. He's trying not to break down. Or even, like, create... Oh. You know, it's crazy that I, I'm, I can never play Fortnite again or even create content for you guys. Oh. Use Gary's you know, mod. It's, it's obvious that I made a massive <laughs> And, of course, I would never think about doing anything like this again. You know, when I was making those videos, I never thought about the consequence. Well, that's what you get. Goat. That's kind of what. That's kind of like the rest of it. That's kind of how the last of it ended up. He was just in tears. I couldn't even huh. clip the rest of it because it's just so. Oh, come on, dude. Grow up here. You're 17 years old. I get that this game is your life. Your 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 your, your entire meaning on this planet, but there are like thousands if not millions of other video games out there that you can play yep. and why did you think it would be a good idea a good idea to stream yourself using an, a, a cheat device in Fortnite when you're as big as you are that, that, that doesn't make any damn sense yeah if you're oh. on an esports team you don't record videos of yourself using an aimbot doesn't matter if you're doing it for educational purposes and the fact that you never used it before. Uh, yeah, I'm calling you out on that. <clears throat> At least do a different game. Right, exactly. Do something different. You know? Go online and show everybody how Steam's uh, 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 VAC anti-cheat device sucks. Because <laughs> it kind of does. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, seriously? Cry uh, me a river. I, I I have no, I mean it sucks for him, but I have no um, what's the word? I have no sympathy for people like that. No, nope. I'm just not. You cheat, you get caught. Even if you're doing it for educational purposes, you know better. Okay, get get your minds out of your buttholes, you you gamers, and don't do this shit in public. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, in other gaming news. Uh, Mario Kart Tour, I play it a lot. John doesn't anymore. Nope, uninstalled. Neither did uh, neither does Mariah. Looks like. And Mike uh, has No, touched she it. plays every once in a while. I haven't seen her on the uh, on the scoreboard recently, though. Oh, she probably hasn't been playing as much yeah. uh, Mario Kart. She's I was gonna Diablo, I was gonna though. take a picture and send it to all of you guys, but nobody's been playing. I'm waiting for the Mario Kart Tour to reset. Now uh, she's waiting okay. for it to reset. Uh, I, I've been playing, trying to make sure I complete everything before it resets. So, uh, But anyways, Cart uh, Tour is about a month old. The promised multiplayer update has not come yet, but Nintendo promises that it's still coming, but it's not. they're not telling us when to expect it. Uh, Wall Street Journal reports uh, uh, the detail from a Nintendo earnings call on Twitter. The company reiterated that it plans to introduce the online multiplayer, but refuses to give any further comment on the details. The game launched with single player only, but it can be confusing since parts of it appears similar to online play from bots with player like usernames to performing an online check before starting a race. So you're technically playing against bots. Mm -hmm. have... It's basically like uh, um, the ghost ghost race where yeah. you could do your time trials and whatnot. Except they're more brutal. Yeah, because I always wondered that. Like, okay, I knocked, the, I hit a guy, I got this guy with a freaking banana peel on his ass, and he hit a he hit a a box to get new items, but the banana peel still attached to his ass. Yep. Yeah, and then of course I did the ultimate test, not intentionally but by accident where I was at work playing, I had a call come in, I turned my phone off while I was in the middle of a race. Took oh. the call, lasted about 10-15 minutes, picked up the phone, booted up the uh, uh, you know, brought up the phone back up and I was still in my race, still in the place that I that I had paused it. Oh. Look at that. Yeah, that that You paused live multiplayer for I 15 did. minutes. Yeah, that's kind of lame. Those people probably hated you. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, what games used to do that? Oh, there's a lot of games that used to do that back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving... Waiting for player two. Uh, not so... Uh, talking about uh, games with a fourth 
coming out. Dragon Age 4. Have you ever played any of the Dragon Age games? A little bit of them, but not many. Me too. I never really got into it, but I know some of our listeners probably do. BioWare is continuing to work on Dragon Age 4, but don't expect it to release anytime soon. EA CFO Blake Jorgensen said on an earnings call that Dragon Age 4 is likely still two or more years away from releasing. Aww. Douchebag! Uh, in a 2018 blog post, Bioware Mark, BioWare's Mark Dara confirmed that Dragon Age 4 has been in the works for quite a while. Some of the core team that worked on the previous Dragon Age games are back for the new one, while Bioware's plan is to push Bioware storytelling to the next level! Yeah! Yay! Uh, Dragon Age That's 4's... code for we're moving our team from one game to the next, and that's why we can only put out this game in two years. Exactly. Creative director uh, Matthew Goldman said Bioware has put together its strongest team yet to work on the Skeleton new Dragon team. Age. Yep. He called it the most epic quest ever. So it's not the only title that they're working on, but they have other titles in the works, and I'm pretty sure that's what they're focusing on. Uh, for those of you who don't recall, the franchise hasn't seen a new release since 2014's <coughs> Dragon Age Inquisition. So there's that. And then uh, we had, I think I'm missing stories here. Oh, we talked about Blizzard. We have to go back. We oh. have to go back to top stories because we completely skipped. We got so into Diablo 4 that we completely <laughs> skipped all the negative crap that Blizzard was doing earlier prior to BlizzCon, which was the banning of that one cat who... Oh, Blizzchung. Yeah, we Blizz did totally Chung. skip over that. We skipped that. So I was like, wait a minute, when are we getting to that? Oh, that was all the way at the top. That that happens from time to time. So um, so one of the big reasons that BlizzCon drew so much attention this year than it normally does, because, you know, you, BlizzCon, yada, yada, you know what they're going to say. Beyond Diablo 4 was, is Blizzard going to hmm. address the 800-pound gorilla in the room? And they did. Here, This is a long clip, but we got some time. This is the president of Blizzard uh, talking about how they screwed up. Yeah! How you feeling, BlizzCon? Hey, who wants penis cake? What? <laughs> Before we start the opening ceremony, yeah. I want to say a few words. No. You know, uh, Blizzard had the opportunity to bring the world together in a tough Hearthstone esports moment. <clears throat> Bullshit! And we did not. We moved too quickly in our decision-making, and then, to make matters worse, we were too slow to talk with all of you. Yeah! When I think about what I'm most unhappy about, there's really two things. The first one is, we didn't live up to the high standards that we really set for ourselves. And the second <laughs> is we failed in our purpose. Hey, everybody who wants penis that, cake! <laughs> I am sorry. Sorry. And I accept accountability. So what exactly? Yeah, yeah, China! That was a half-assed apology. China is asshole! Yeah, fuck I Hong Kong! accountability. Fuck Hong Kong! We don't care! Assholes. So what exactly is our purpose? BlizzCon is demonstrating it even as we speak. We aspire to bring the world together in epic entertainment. <laughs> I'm Batman too! Uh... The positive power of video games. They're, but they're not epic. <laughs> when we get it right, we create a common ground where the community comes together to compete, connect, and play, irrespective of the things that divide us. As an example, <laughs> BlizzCon has people from 59 countries all around the world here at the show today. That is amazing. Uh, and China that is, is the positive power of video games. 
to transcend divisions that surround us in so many of our places today. Moist. We <laughs> will do better going forward. But our actions are going to matter more than any of these words. As you walk around this weekend, I hope it's clear how committed we are to everyone's right to express themselves in all kinds of ways, in all kinds of places. I've actually seen and heard many of you expressing yourself this morning. You use your vacation and your family time to be here in Anaheim with us, and we are so grateful that you're here this weekend. Our best moments are here in our shared passion for Blizzard games. So once again, BlizzCon has brought us together, and today you're going to see Aww. a lot of the hard work of the Blizzard team. You make me feel so good. You are a douchebag. Douchebag! Well, that was a pile of shit. Right. That was the most unapologetic apology I've ever. It's like, oh, oh, he didn't even talk about what they did wrong. He's just like, okay, he, he it was a dance around the fact that they're up China's ass. That that's uh -huh. all it was. And again, I've beaten the horse dead. Now I'm gonna floss the dead horse. China is asshole. And I will keep flossing the dead horse until they admit they're bullshit. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so moving on, it, uh, <laughs> it didn't end there. I mean, that was pretty much what they said. But during a and a this happened. Awesome. Uh, anything else? Uh, yeah. Uh, free Hong Kong. Revolution of our times. Thanks. Sounds good to me. <laughs> oh, that's hey my there. Um, my name's Laurentium. Um, um, so anyway, the, uh, the identity of the mysterious jailer being unknown and somewhat a new figure in Warcraft Low, uh, is there a possibility that there could be a character we know is connected? You got, got a question, mate? Yeah. Free Hong Kong. Sounds good. All right. Thank you. Thank you. China is asshole. <laughs> the kid literally got up in front of the camera, was dancing in front of it, and then <laughs> the, the 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 MC took the mic away from the guy who was asking a legit question and asked that kid. He's like, uh, "Let me go back here so we can pull it up." Uh, uh, where it was right here, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, let me go back here and start it from here. I, um, still learning the system. Oh, got a question, mate? Yeah. Free Hong Kong. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I, I submit to you though my my end of my end of show I, uh, isolation here. Yeah. Uh, free Hong Kong. Revolution of our times. Okay. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Sounds good to me. It's like okay, yeah, cool. That, that's great. Yep. Rock on. Yeah. Yay! Fucking idiots. <laughs> so uh, it's yet to be seen. I haven't seen any releases, but you know. Again, everybody, like I said before, in the last episode, everyone was all up in arms and they were going to, you know, uh, uh, disown Blizzard, boycott Blizzard, cancel the warehouse subscriptions. It's not happening. It, nope. It's not. No, it is not at all happening. They're like, you're so. going to cancel your warehouse subscriptions? Really? Really? Well, hey, look new at this expansion. new expansion. Yeah, exactly. Look at this new expansion that we got here. Woohoo! Yeah, give us the money. Uh, so a uh, little bit of uh, we got two more things here. We're actually doing pretty good on time tonight, I think. Uh, this one. Uh, so if you were wondering why I was shouting AEW <laughs> during the intro, uh, I've recently got back into wrestling. I've always been on and off with wrestling through my entire life, mostly WWE, but they've left they've left me with a bad taste in my mouth. Uh, so one of the AEW All Elite Wrestling wrestlers, who goes by the name Kenny Omega, came out on Halloween. They had, a, or the day before Halloween, it was the Wednesday episode of AEW Dynamite, which you can find on TNT, came out dressed up as Sans from Undertale. Woo! Uh, if you never played the game before, uh, Sans is one of the characters from the game, so you might want to play it. I don't want to spoil anything. Uh... 
during this week's Halloween themed All Elite Wrestling promo, Omega, who is known for incorporating his fandom into his act, and he's a big, huge gamer, went all in dressed as Sans Undertale for his big entrance. Uh, I don't have the picture here, but you can Google it. Um, also, I should mention that the best friends and another wrestler whose name I forgot escapes me came out dressed up as um, Rick and Morty. They were having a cross promotion for the new season of Rick and Morty, which is coming out, uh, I believe, November, uh, November 10th. Um, so that's that's big news there in itself. But, yeah, they had two Ricks and a Morty. And the guy who was dressed up as Morty kept losing his wig and was getting mad every time his wig would fall off. And oh. every time he put the wig back on, it would make him super powerful and he would <clears> just <throat> go crazy. And one of the Ricks um, <laughs> who wore sunglasses and had his hands in his pocket the whole time managed to do all sorts of crazy stunts, flying off the stage, landing into a group of people, all with his hands in his pockets. So. And wow. then the Young Bucks, I believe, is who they are. Um, came out dressed up as Ken and Ryu from Street Fighter. Nice. It was a really cool. Uh, I laughed my ass off the whole episode. So I uh, highly recommend it for you guys out there. Um, uh, AEW on TNT. Uh, one more story, then we'll get in the quick shots. Uh, under the what the actual category here. I saw this and I was like, uh, this is kind of techie. They've created uh, new phone covers that are faux human skin. What? So people carry around their smartphones everywhere, which, in effect, makes the gadgets more or less an appendage of their bodies. Considering that, kind of makes sense that researchers would want to look into something, uh, into the possibility of covering up their phones with uh, or other mo- mobile devices with a layer of fake human skin. If interfacing human fat from the look too. <laughs> if interfacing with skin on skin contact between humans works so well, why not try to apply the same method to phones, even if it's way creepy? So I saw the video of this and it, it, it sits on the back of your phone. It looks like a big blob of fleshy stuff. Um, and when you stroke it or pinch it, it interacts with the phone. Like it can kind of it sends electrodes through the skin <laughs> into the phone to do certain things or to make Interact it react a certain it. way. Uh, no, this is <laughs> I, I've seen the video. Google human skin phone for all our podcast listeners out there, and uh, have yourself a have yourself a freaking uh, a grotesque uh, time. Uh, I uh, just. Be careful how you're searching for those yeah, words. You, you might want to be yeah. careful. You know, uh, and of course, the, the 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 research comes out of Bristol International Group Lab in Bristol, UK. Of so course, I actually have a, a a thing for them here. Enjoy the fact that your royal overlords are a frail old woman and a tiny baby. <laughs> uh, anyways, let's get on to uh, let's get on to the quick shots here. Links are we include correct? Yep, always. Oh. They can go check out that article there. Yeah, you can that way they don't have to worry about searching. Yeah, if you go to noobshelter.com and look for episode 18, uh, it'll be on the front page down towards the bottom. You click on that. We have the show notes links there. Boom. And it's already aggregated for you beautiful people. So just expand the category, expand the news story, and then link to article. There you go. Yep. Uh, so our only quick shot for tonight is Pokemon Go has exceeded three billion Pokemon, Pokemon Go. in lifetime revenue. Since twenty sixteen, Pokemon Go has exceeded its three billion has exceeded three billion in its lifetime gross revenue. Uh, that's peculiar. Everyone always tells me that no one plays Pokemon Go anymore. Uh so since Tower's report included that the argu- uh, augmented reality game has been downloaded around 541 million times, and uh, some of those might have been the players that uninstalled and reinstalled and returned to the game, but not all 541 million downloads could be due to that. Maybe. No, it can't be. These numbers insinuate that people are still playing Pokemon Go in 2019. So again, yeah, I mean it's 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 big, especially with the they recently had on Pokemon Go. I'll just do this as an aside because I have an extra minute here. Uh, they recently had as an aside a um, 
Let me pull this up here. Uh, I just lost my train of thought. Uh, a recent uh, in-game event where you can pay a ticket for $7 and you get to be part of a global Pokemon challenge to catch uh, one of the legendary Pokemon's Regigigas. Uh, I, I, of course, dipped in there and did that myself because I've been anxiously collecting all the rare Pokemon that I can. And, yeah, it wasn't really anything special. Regigigas was probably, I think, like a, a like an 80% IV three-star. Wow. Yeah, it was... It was meh. It was meh to say the least. So, uh, with that, I think uh, I'm good. Do you have anything else you want to add for the show, or? Uh, that's it. Wow, man, that was a pretty straightforward episode. No. Yeah. Other than the intro, where I was like, yeah, oh, do I get the boo boo? I believe, 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 Anyways, I want to thank you guys for listening, downloading us on your favorite podcast app. And thank you for listening to the Noob Shelter. And as always, recording almost live from deep underneath the city of Tacoma, Washington, in the Noob Shelter bunker, I'm Matt Fugitive. And uh, sitting up in Federalis Way, wishing he still had a job in the link chat business. Rhythone, the Freebird. And a show mixed tonight is going to be a side parody. Uh Aha. So have a good night, folks. See you tomorrow. Or not tomorrow. See you next Monday. Uh, Bye-bye. And don't forget to check out NoobShelter.com to catch all of our older episodes. And NoobShelter.com slash donate. Chip in. Chip in. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Minecraft style. Uh. Minecraft style. Dig, 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 dig in Minecraft style. Uh. Minecraft style. Dig, 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 dig in Minecraft style. So all the zombies will ignore us We build the city block by block And we don't welcome tourists But they still come looking for us Like a sauna here We built a portal to the nether lava everywhere Zombie pigs and gas flying all around So tread with care Best you craft some armor And exchange that for the clothes you wear While you're under here in Minecraft style uh. Minecraft style tick 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 in Minecraft style
looking for Dig some more Until you hit the core When you find them, baby Then you know it's time to see the game we're playing Dig in Minecraft style in Minecraft style. Yeah, uh, free Hong Kong. Revolution of our times. Sounds good to me.